Hi everybody, it's good to be here this Sunday. I am in the gym here at Integrity Training Systems in O'Fallon with John Morris. I'm glad to have you here, John. Glad to be here. We uh, are used to driving downtown for our radio show. It's been a couple months now that we've been staying out here in O'Fallon to do this podcast. And so far, I think it's going really well. We're getting a very positive response, a lot of people listening. So we do miss our radio show, but I think that this is actually going well and we're able to get some good information to you still. Uh, these podcasts are made possible by a couple of wonderful sponsors and uh, O'Fallon Nutrition is one of our major sponsors. They've always sponsored our radio show and have been faithful to, to help us through the, you know, the years uh, with all of our clients and the products that they need as well as just us being able to connect with them and uh, you know really just build a team for our clients to um, have the services that they need in order to be as healthy as possible. O'Fallon Nutrition is just right in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. And it is a supplement store, but it's so much more than a supplement store. Like I like to think of it as a healthy grocery store. I like to think of it as a supplement store, a place that you could get um, you know, your vitamins, your minerals, your probiotics, your magnesium, uh, all the way to your pre-workout and your branched chain amino acids. But then at the same time, you could pick up makeup, you can pick up deodorant, you could pick up salad dressing, you could pick up grass-fed beef, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for from a whole health perspective. And the neat thing about it is that they're locally owned and operated and have been for over the past 15 years. I don't care where you live, O'Fallon Nutrition is worth the drive. We've had a number of clients over the years that I worked with at Powerhouse that were you know, 45 minutes to an hour away and they always told me how much driving to O'Fallon Nutrition was worth it. Um, just recently had a client that lives down in Festus and she made the drive out and messaged me on the way home saying, wow, that's a great store, I'll continue to come back. If you do live too far to make the drive, O'Fallon Nutrition does actually ship their products and it's free shipping on anything that that's over $50. So there's really no reason to not be able to get their good quality products and their pricing is always excellent. So it's OFallonNutrition.com or for specific questions about what type of product that you're looking for just to really see if they have something or if you even just in general have a question about a product and if you should even start using it, you can give them a call at 636-240-5283. If there's something that I'm not familiar with, I just send my clients down to O'Fallon Nutrition. Anytime I have a supplement protocol that I want my client to start following, I send them down to O'Fallon Nutrition. I have never had to worry that one of the folks at the front desk at O'Fallon Nutrition would, you know, steer them in a direction that I wouldn't be okay with, or maybe that they would necessarily, um, you know, suggest a product that I didn't believe in. Um, in most cases, they would put them in a product that I didn't even know anything about that's 10 times better than the one that I actually thought that they should take. It's O'FallonNutrition.com, or again, the phone number is 636-240-5283. John's been helping me with some of these podcasts over the past couple weeks. It's been really nice to um, just have a fresh voice. At one point, he did the radio show with me for about a year out of the six years. He kind of came and helped, but for the most part, he spends his time personal training at Integrity, and we work really hard to keep our um, Integrity business going, and uh, typically he would always be working on Sundays, so he couldn't attend the radio show, so I'm thankful to have him here. One of the things that I always say um, when I'm meeting with a client and I'm doing a five-month nutrition program is chase after feeling great and looking great will just come natural. 
And in my opinion, I've never really been in a position where I've had a significant amount of weight that I had to lose, uh, maybe 10, 15, 20 pounds, uh, maybe when I was at my worst in terms of being sickest. Um, I had a lot of swelling on my body, so I had a little bit, but I never had to, like John, try to drop 100 pounds. So my focus has not always been on how I looked. You know, I was always somewhat comfortable with my physique and somewhat comfortable with my shape, and I'd worked out since I was a young kid. But then when my health declined so much that I couldn't work anymore, and I, I just really saw a significant decline in how I was able to live every day, how I felt became a major priority. And I started to realize that the more time I focused on my health and how I felt, the better I actually ended up looking, the better my skin looked, uh, the, the more, you know, the less swelling I was holding on my body. But the more I focused on, you know, just getting to the gym, killing myself, making sure I had five meals a day and that they were in this very specific macronutrient profile and not really concerning myself as much with the ingredients and, you know, all the things that I concern myself with now. I never really felt that good. You know, I may have achieved some fitness goals, but I really didn't have the health that I, I knew I was looking for. And so in, in turn, I would always sort of like end up coming up empty in these goals. You know, these goals would be, well, I'm gonna do a show. You know, there's a picture of me on the wall doing a show and I don't really post the, that stuff that much or even share honestly anything about it because it was just so short-lived. And then at the end of that, I really truly didn't feel that I had achieved any real great health. I definitely achieved a trophy for the show, but I didn't feel like I accomplished any way of actually feeling better. And in fact, I felt like I actually made myself feel worse. So I've always tried to teach people how to make eating clean a lifestyle, um, a lifestyle that could promote great health for both you and your family. And then if we can accomplish small goals along the way, that's what we'll do. You know, if that would be um, competing in a marathon or if that's, you know, I want to look good in my swimsuit this summer for when we're going to Florida. I don't know what those small goals are going to be, but at the end of the day, no matter what goals you reach, you never really feel that true satisfaction until you've actually found a form of health that you've never achieved before because that's what really becomes contagious and on those days that you don't feel like working out or you really just don't want to cook your food or you don't want to do the typical things that you need to do to be healthy you'll always have that sense or that feeling of what that felt like when you felt amazing you know and that's what keeps you going even when you don't feel like doing it that puts you into a pattern of discipline that allows you to continue in that good health. I mean, I know when I first set out, um, my philosophy was that I needed to lose weight because I was told by the doctor who assisted me through my heart issue that I needed to lose weight because it was going to eventually kill me. But if you look at my original goal chasing before I started chasing health, my goal was to be big. You know, when I was young growing up, elementary school and somewhat into middle school I got picked on for how little I was because I was sickly and wasn't really good at sports or anything like that so 
as I got a little bit older, I decided I wanted to be a big guy, and I always read superhero comic books, played video games, stuff like that, and thought, when I grow up, I want to be like that. So I chased that as a goal. I said, I'm going to be big. And so I set out with all the bro sciences that I read online and talking to all the guys in the gym and said, how do I get big? And they said, eat a bunch of food, drink a bunch of milk, and lift a bunch of weights. And I did that. Um, the problem is I felt terrible. I mean, I can remember being in my early 20s, which by all things considered should be probably the best you feel, um, just feeling terrible. I mean, waking up every day and my back would hurt, and my legs hurt, and my feet hurt so bad, and I had plantar fasciitis, and I couldn't move very well, and it took me five minutes to get out of bed, and I was groggy and always tired, and I, I remember thinking, well, I guess this is what it li it's like to get old. In my early 20s, I'm thinking this. Well, I guess I'm, I'm getting older now. And I did get strong. You know, the, the thing is, I achieved the goal. And uh, that's the part that I think a lot of people miss is it's not like I failed. I achieved what I set out for, but I had set out for the wrong thing. So after my heart issue, when I started chasing health, what I realized was I got healthy and I actually lost 100 pounds and I had associated weight to strength. I thought I had to be that big. I had to weigh 300 pounds at my height to be a strong guy. And I lost that weight and then I got stronger. So not only did I get healthy and start feeling better on a daily basis, but I started lifting more and being visually bigger than when that was my goal because I had gotten healthy and was able to appropriately train for it from that point. Yeah, I think um, one of the first things I like to try to embed in a person, number one is discipline and understanding that food is fuel to your body. It's not a source of entertainment. So when you use food as the fuel to get you through the day, to make you the most effective at work, uh, to make you the most compliant with the people that you live with and to keep you focused and just to keep you from hopping from mood to mood to mood to mood, you need to look at that food as whatever is in this is going to make or break how I make it through this day. And so that's where, okay, having an energy drink at two o'clock or throwing a couple candy bars in at two o'clock or a bag of potato chips because you're having that afternoon slump after you've had your lunch, that's where that starts to become a problem because the imbalance of your nutrients is truly gonna create an imbalance for the rest of the day. It doesn't just go away. So let's say you're not even trying to lose weight anymore, but you keep kind of filtering in some of those garbage foods, you're gonna feel like garbage. And then before you know it, you're gonna go home and you're gonna be rude to your family. You're going to snap at them, you're not gonna have the energy to play with them. You're gonna to wanna to go to sleep at six o'clock in the evening, or you might even fall asleep at six o'clock in the evening. And who cares that you met your calorie goal for that day? Or who cares that it fit within your macronutrient profile? You don't feel like doing anything. And you're not really living a healthy life, you know? So at, at no point, is the food that you're eating benefiting you, even if it's fitting in within this criteria that has gotten you to this weight loss point that you're at or to this bodybuilding point that you're wanting to be at? If the focus is how does the food make me feel, okay? And I don't care what food it is. It doesn't even have to be an unhealthy food. You can say I eat healthy every single day, right? I do. I mean, I. I really right. don't bring anything in me that's unhealthy. But fish makes you not feel well. Right, exactly. Um, 
you know, the wrong vegetables, too much of them make me not feel well. I can right. get really sick from eating kale and, and beets. Right. They, they really bother me, you know, so that's not even talking about eating junk food. But, but I look at that food as my fuel for the day. I think that's an important thing to note, though, because in today's day and age, everybody is an expert on food. And so you're going to get on Instagram and you're going to get on Facebook and everybody's talking about what they do. And you're going to get a guy that's twice my size twice as lean as I am talking about how he eats a Twinkie every day and he feels great. The thing is, um, he, he might. I mean, it's hard to believe and science would argue that, but he might actually feel great. Well, good for him. You know, you're talking about one in a million. You know, so if you look at that person and you think because he has said that he can eat poorly and feel good, you can replicate that, more than likely you're going to be wrong. And so you can't go off of what someone else says. You legitimately have to go off of how you feel. Like Debbie said, you know, if she's going to eat broccoli and it's going to make her not feel good, she can't say, well, broccoli is a healthy food. I have most of my clients eat, so it, it's fine for me because right. it's not. Because if I don't feel good, you know, before we came here, we went out to eat and I'm, I'm just, I know what I need to eat before I can come here and articulate this information and to be able to present something to you guys that actually makes sense. If I go and eat a bunch of food that's going to make me feel super sluggish, give me a headache, maybe make me not, you know, really be able to focus that well or make me feel sick, then where, where am I going to be for the rest of the day? So it's so important that you learn how food is impacting you. That doesn't mean that you have to eat five meals a day. That doesn't mean that there has to be uh, oatmeal in, in, in your day every day, or there has to be rice in your day every day, or there has to be this amount of carbohydrates every day. You have to learn you, right. but at the base of that, your first base of the pyramid is you have to chase after feeling great first. Right. The second step of that is that you have to identify that food is fuel to your body. And so you have to learn what type of fuel your body needs in order to function. Right. It can take years to do that. My program is five months long for a reason. I need five months with someone. And in most cases, those people stick it out for another five months thereafter because we're still learning their body and still understanding You know, it. and maybe you find it out in the first month. Maybe you do. Sure. Good. Now let's yeah. spend four months going after the goals you wanted after you feeling bet. good. But you might not figure it out in the first five because there's a lot more to it than, like Debbie said, just meeting a macronutrient number system. I mean maybe that works for you there's yes. people out there that that works for again going back to the guy who maybe eats twinkies and has a six-pack that's great for him that he's doing that but it's not common right. and also you have to consider what it is actually doing inside of you you may feel great now but just because something feels great now doesn't mean it's going to feel great later and you've got to think about the long game absolutely and this morning i was listening to jocko willink who i talk about all the time and there's a i had sent his YouTube video to a client, which I like to share his discipline equals freedom uh, YouTube videos. So you could just go out to YouTube and type in Jocko Willink and type in discipline equals freedom. And there is a specific video that is titled that, and it's really an excellent video. 
but he always uh, he's talked about this on multiple videos but he says you know there's just no one way he always talks about like self-help gurus and like people that like have that one diet or that one product that's supposed to be one size fits all that fits for everybody and everyone doesn't work it's your fault right everyone does wonderful on it but at the end of the day there really is no one way if there was a one way we wouldn't be in business because everyone would just be doing the one way if there was a one way if eating for your macros was the only way to eat or the only diet that really works for anybody and everybody felt great i wouldn't be in business because i keep getting the people that ate for their macros for years and they're still having autoimmune reactions they still have thyroid issues they still have gut issues because they're not paying attention to the ingredients in their food right. now maybe those macros would work if they isolated and identified if they should be having certain ingredients or not so I do agree with Jocko when he says there is no one way. You can't look at it like I'm going to do this diet and this person's magazine program for my workout and boom, I'm going to be able to do this for the rest of my life. Seasons change. Your stress changes. Your sleep changes. Right. I mean, just today alone, I woke up at 4.30 in the morning. I don't know why. I didn't I actually either. need to wake up until 7. Um, but for some reason, my body never sleeps until 7. But I kind of had hoped to sleep past 4.30, but I didn't. And, of course, my little dog, uh, I have three dogs. And, of course, my little golden dog that follows me everywhere was like, Boop. And she was up. So as soon as I was up at 4.30, her tail was like, boom, 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 ready to wake up. So her and I went downstairs and I started doing chores at 4.30 in the morning. Well, all of a sudden, my normal time that I could have woke up on Sundays, which is the day I can sleep in, at 7 o'clock, I was hungry at 7 o'clock this morning. And I usually fast. Right. Uh, the only day I don't fast is on um, Saturday. And I, fa- I fast until 9. So I usually fast until noon on Sundays. And at 7 a.m., I was hungry. You didn't get your sleep fuel. Right. I didn't get my rest. My organs were still kind of like, what are we doing? So that sleep made a very big impact on me. Yes. I actually had to eat before right. we went to church. That's, I just ate vegetables, I but I had Im- to eat. I think that's important for people to realize. I'm actually dealing with this with a client right now looking to lose weight. And their food is flawless. Flawless. Now, again, there's tweaks that could be made, but this person has been with me for a long time and their food is right where it needs to be and they're not losing weight at the rate that they want to. And to a certain extent, the the requested rate is a little above what I would even say should happen. But the second side of that is this person is a highly stressed out, very busy individual who does not get a lot of sleep. And so you have to ask yourself, like, you know, food, as important as it is for recovery, which is actually where a lot of this happens, where you're talking about changing muscle, losing weight, it's going to happen based off of how you recover from what you do in a day. Food is a part of that. Okay. Sleep is a part of that. How stressed out you are and how you deal with that stress is a part of that. These are all key factors. So if you find yourself eating clean and you're frustrated because you feel like you're not getting where you need to go, you might check the parameters of your sleep. Again, though, this is why it's important to recognize all of these things as fuel. Because if your sleep is off and you're not happy with what you're losing from a weight perspective, 
and you go treat yourself to ice cream because you're ticked off and not losing weight anyway, you don't realize how bad you just screwed up your chances of actually losing that weight. It's when one parameter is off that you really have to hone in and lock all of the other ones down. Sleep is restoring you. And if you go long enough without sleep, your mitochondria and energy is going to change. I mean, I mean it's on an internal cellular level that you will start feeling N not good. I, I mean, will, your energy will change. I'll tell you from a law enforcement perspective, I had a gentleman that I dealt with. He actually lost his job and um, he was a high paid guy, completely normal family man. And he went three days. He was in his third day of not sleeping and he had been drinking. This guy, he had gone completely crazy. The way he was talking was crazy. The way he was acting was crazy. I know people that go three days and they don't eat and sometimes they feel better than they felt. Okay, you know, but without that sleep, I mean, this guy was talking about things that don't even exist. And he was a normal person. It's not like he was someone who is known to have psych issues. Okay, so when you're thinking about this, you really have to think about how important sleep is. But again, when you're talking about sleep, everybody's different. Sometimes Deb functions really well five hours. I need closer to 15. Everybody's a little bit different on what they require from and sleep. Then still Just don't talk to him in the morning. No, even I if need, he had 15. I need around 20 to 30 minutes when this right. thing starts up all, before you try Sophie to talk to me. Sophie and I just hide. Even yeah. the dogs have learned to hide. And if I spill or drop my coffee, you're going to want to add 10 minutes to that. Right, exactly. More like at an hour, right? Or just vacate the house if he spilled his coffee. That's rude. Because no, no, there's no, there's no safety <laughs> at that point. No one in the house is safe. Oh man. Anyways, so what we're saying is, is sleep is part of the process. Right. So a lot of times people get into this like, man, I'm getting up at three thirty in the morning. I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna work out. I get up at three o'clock. I'm gonna be successful. And I love it. I love it when people are that driven and they're that willing. But if you went to bed at midnight, <laughs> you're actually kind of hurting yourself you more than helping yourself. Yeah. And I seriously believe in it. I, I've, I've done it. I, I, I spent seven years of my life not taking days off. Down at Powerhouse Gym, I worked six days a week at 5 a.m. And then I worked Sundays and, excuse me, I started at 8 a.m. I slept in that day. Every day I woke up at 3.30 in the morning, every day. And it wore me out to do that many days. It right. made me very, very sick because right. I worked all the way into the evening. I didn't need to get up at 3.30 in the morning to go do cardio. I needed to sleep and my body wouldn't have been near as swollen if I would have slept. So that's the point. You know, again, if you're just chasing the weight loss, you may think, oh, I have to get this cardio in. But the reality is if you actually stop for a minute and take a step back and say, I'm chasing feeling good and weight loss is a part of that. And you say, I don't think it's appropriate for me to do this cardio right now. I should probably focus more on getting my sleep in. Guess what? you might actually find yourself lighter than when you were doing the cardio because your body is restoring properly. Yeah, very much so. I have a competitor that I work with that I've worked with for years and we always have to factor in one more pound that she will lose at the end of our cycle. So as we get her ready for a show, we always have to factor in, which basically the show's always on Saturday, we always have to factor in on Friday that she will drop one more 
a pound. Well, when someone's pretty close to kind of where they need to be, you have to go into it knowing we're right. gonna drop another pound because they can go into it looking too drawn if you're not careful. So we've always had to consider that pound. And the reason is because she finally gets a, a really she good restful night's sleep. Right, than their normal Yeah, week. and she doesn't work out that day. She just uh, has a pure solid day of rest. And by that Friday, you know, she's already lost another pound. Right. And then she goes into Saturday even more rested and even more healthy. So it's just something to take into consideration. It is part of it. But like when I was back doing that at the crack of dawn, getting up and doing my cardio from 3.30 to 4 and then jumping in the shower and then getting to the gym by 5 o'clock to take my client, what I was doing was ignoring the signs. I was having adrenal exhaustion and right. ended up with adrenal fatigue because of it. Right. I was exhausted all the time. My gut was super bloated and hard and distended. My fingers were always really swollen. My eyes were always super puffy and my, my cheeks kind of pushed into my eyeballs. Um, I just got sick chronically. I mean, yes, I have an autoimmune disease, but I was ignoring the signs that I needed to take care of my body and to restore it. All I cared about was achieving this goal of getting to this weight and looking this certain way, but it wasn't being done with any concern to how I felt. Well, and we've talked about overtraining before and whether or not we believe it's real and what it is, but it's the same philosophy. Right. You know, you've got to recognize signs of how your body feels. And I'm going to go back to that lucky guy or that lucky girl that can do something that we can't all do. You might see somebody log two hours in the gym in the morning and two hours in the gym in the evening, and they may look and feel amazing and sleep four hours a night. Good for them. Right. They are a physical machine. It's awesome. Some cars are built better than other cars. Right. Okay. But the thing is, you might not be able to pull that off. So if you're finding that you're doing that is making you feel inflamed like that. Yes. It's making your eyes bulge out. It's making you feel deflated and down all day. Is it really what's good is for your working? body? Yeah. You know, and, and the and the reality is most times even if you achieve that goal, it's not its not even as good as it could be. I, I take that back to my being 310 pounds and thinking I was a power lifter. I don't even power lift anymore. You know, most times, sometimes I'll do reps of five, but most times I rep between 10 to 15 on a lot of what I do. And my one reps are stronger right now than they were when I weighed 310 pounds. And I'm 50 pounds lighter than that at this moment. Right. You know, doing Doing it the right way, chasing feeling good. You know, and this is a, a, a great story too. This is recent. I have a client that uh, moved uh, near New York City, and and they're just she's just doing this for a couple years for her job. They haven't sold their house here. They're coming back, and she was really struggling. Her weight had really stalled. You know, she was at like 125, 126, and she wanted to be at like 117. And she was doing everything right. Her food was right. Her workouts were on point. But she was really moving up in her job and you know just you could tell it was just a lot of stress and yeah. i think she was contemplating you know they were contemplating promoting her and so then when she finally got this promotion and got moved it was pretty amazing because she took like three weeks and she felt bad you know to have to call me and tell me I just want you to know, it, I struggled to even find a gym, and now I found a gym. She's like, I actually did yoga a couple of days, but like, I really haven't done near enough, Debbie, but something amazing has happened. And I said, okay, and she's like, yeah. 
I literally am 118. You know, and we she hadn't been that, you know, and she was doing all the right things. Right. And and but she to some extent, it's so easy to ignore those signs. Like, am I too stressed out? Is my cortisol level too high? If it is, maybe that's not a good day for a two hour workout because maybe that yes. is going to stress you more. Right. Now for someone like John or like one of my guys yesterday that was hitting the sledgehammer, that workout actually was going to end up making them less have less cortisol right. it's kind of weird how it can work differently with different well, people well it's violence he's get well that, release yes of, exactly release but of getting violence. that released out for someone like john or for someone like him that was effective but right. for her that two-hour workout added to her 10 to 12 hour workday added to all the food prep and all the chores she did and everything she had at home so when she got moved and she's living a simpler life in an apartment she doesn't have as many chores she kind of gets to walk to her grocery store and go to this juice bar and like do all these different things it it's what it took it's what it took so if you're really stuck you know and something like that's happening look at your warning signals how are you feeling how are you feeling if you're not feeling right then the plan that you're on probably isn't the right plan for just you i want to add one thing to that if you consider the client that debbie was just talking about don't forget that what you can control you should right okay because sometimes you're going to be able to control your stress levels control them other times like her situation you're trying to get a job or you're in a stressful job you can't just quit your job right so you, you may have to deal with the stress so control your food control your exercise and yeah. attempt to control your sleep because that's where most people fail is one of those things gets off their stress gets too high they fail on their food or they're not sleeping well and that's when they go off and everything else well I didn't sleep very well, so I deserve to have these Reese's peanut butter cups. Right. Or man, I'm so stressed out that I'm just gonna go sit on the bike at the gym for 10 minutes and do cardio. Like Deb said, for me, that's not good. I should blow that steam off and it makes me do better. Yeah. Or man, life is just so hard right now. I don't have time to follow a nutrition program. That's when you should do all of those things because that's gonna be the only thing that stops you from completely going off the deep end with how terrible and you feel. And that's really good that you mentioned that because that that uh, message, that discipline equals freedom message I listened to today, he's pretty frank about this. He just says, excuses are lies. And he just goes through the whole line of excuses. You know, right. I don't have time. And he says, Make it's it. a lie. You know, he's like, I'm too busy. You're lying. You could find the time. Like he just like goes through all of the reasons and he just basically calls it, you're a liar if you're saying those things. but excuses are just lies there are lies that you're telling yourself because at the end of the day there are things that you can control right you know at some point no one is forcing food down you no right. one and if they are that's just weird and you should call john and and he'll take care of it for you but i mean seriously you can choose what you eat and if you're in a situation where there is nothing okay guess what you won't die if you don't eat today fast You'd rather fast than eat poison, you know? So it's don't keep lying to yourself with the excuses for the reasons that you're continuing to eat stuff right. that's not getting you to where you wanna go in terms of how you feel. So if you eat food and you're not feeling good from it and you're not looking the way you want to, start figuring out how to feel good from it first 
then the looking good will start to come natural. Well, I'll give you an example of, you know, recognizing something um, that doesn't make you feel well that you have to cut out. You know, it's no secret that I have a cheat day every week and I usually have, for the most part, what I want. There are things that, as we just discussed, I've determined I cannot have. But one thing that I used to have was when we would go to Cooper's Hawk, which is one of our favorite restaurants, I would have French fries with my chicken that I would get. And that's one thing I rewarded myself with. If you're going to say you reward yourself with food is, oh, I get to have French fries. Well, guess what? I have broccoli. You do. You have (laughs) a lot of broccoli. Like, I don't even know if they stock (laughs) enough broccoli for you. It weirds me out how much broccoli you eat. They put the garlic on it. It's good. But it's, it's been making me feel bad. I mean, I can note that for the past three times I've done it, I haven't felt well. I'm tired. The car and goes to sleep. Tired in the afternoon. We go to Whole Foods right afterwards. I haven't been able to walk through Whole Foods. I got to go sit in the car and take a 10 minute nap. And my stomach hurts when I wake up while she walks through Whole Foods. What the heck is that? Why am I doing that? What is that serving? They're not that good. Right. You know, it's just like, it, it doesn't make sense for me, you know, and somebody else might be able to eat those and feel great. Right. Good for you. Right. You know, it's just like dyes, dyes and candy. If I consume a dye, something, you know, I'm not talking about like eating a Reese's peanut butter cup. I'm talking about sweet tarts or Skittles or something like that. It messes my mind up. I mean, I get weird. Right. And Weirder than he already is. Right. so hurtful <laughs> but other people eat that stuff i watch other people eat that stuff and they get away with it at least on the surface from what i see but that's something that i have to say as much as i love that stuff it doesn't work for me right you know it doesn't work towards what i'm actually trying to do which is feel good and what i found over the years in all these years of working in different gyms and basically being in gyms for 30 years in my life um, if not, if not, honestly, longer, probably closer to 35 years because I've been in gym since I was in the sixth grade. The strongest guy in the room is almost always not the healthiest guy in the room. It's crazy. Amen. It's crazy. Like, and that's that's uniquely different uh, from a bodybuilding perspective because the gyms that I grew up in, um, George Turner's uh, powerhouse. Um, bodybuilding was different back then those bigger guys and those fitter guys they kind of were the healthiest guys in the gym because they were eating different they were eating real food whole food they were not doing this follow your macro diet they were uh, not doing cinnamon toast crunch they were not doing pop tarts they were not eating garbage but now you have overfeeders that are just looking for numbers in the gym and that's what I was and that creates this thing that you see in the world's strongest man I mean there's a phenomenon going on that right now where all these guys are getting lean and it is really fascinating for me to follow but prior to this past six months find a world's strongest man that's a top five qualifier that has a six-pack right they don't exist and i i just because of the nature of facebook you're able to do this i have known these people again i started at george turner's when i was in the eighth grade so i've watched these guys go from being um you know world champion bodybuilder world champion bodybuilders you'd be surprised the amount of them we have in st louis uh and now i see them in their 60s and 70s with a six-pack and they look phenomenal just like i see my dad who's shredded and has veins and if he takes kind his, of like if me. he takes his shirt off everybody's always like i mean he doesn't ever take his shirt off but if he wears a shirt with sleeves everybody's always like wow your dad's ripped you know but you're seeing these guys they still look great you know what i'm saying because they took care of themselves 
And when I read their posts, their posts are about health, they're about being well, they're about being strong, but they're also about being healthy. It's, it's a balance and you've got to work at creating that balance. And as a trainer, I've found over the years and, and the way I've tried to teach my trainers to be trainers is to be able to assess that and identify that in a client and to be able to say, we got to scale this down to here right now because you're here and this isn't helping, right. you know, and, and again, if my client that moved away was still here, she was doing nutrition with me and training with me, I would have changed her training up. Right. You know, I probably wouldn't have put the hit cardio in that I would normally do. We would do good, solid weight training. We'd be stretching in between. Like we would do a different, we would do something different. Right. So just understand that the strongest guy in the room is not always the healthiest guy in the room. That's and it, just something to consider. And again, if you're chasing that strength, you know, uh, not to get hung up on world strongman competitors, it's obviously something that I have a passion for, but if you look at those guys, like Deb just said, you might find a bodybuilder that's in his 60s or 70s looking and feeling great. You don't find a lot of those guys that have trained for just power in their 60s and 70s looking and feeling great. In fact, you don't find a lot of them in their 60s and 70s. It's hard on your body. Right. And I'm not just talking about your joints. I'm not just talking about taking something big and heavy and challenging your connective tissue. I'm talking about what's going on inside of you. So really think about what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish and realize that if you feel healthy and you feel well, you might be able to do those powerlifting or world strongman type things at a 10% lower volume and live to be 70 and look good and be healthy. And if you're really, if you've got a nine to five job somewhere and you're not gonna compete as a world strongman competitor, should you really try to compete like one or should you focus on your health and then be excited that you can still deadlift 600 pounds? Right, and sometimes we just have to go through seasons of our life where we figure those things out. Right. Sometimes we have to kind of find out the hard way, just like I did with adrenal fatigue and my thyroid crashing and ending up with an autoimmune disease. I mean, a lot of that I, I to some extent, worked myself into, as I said, because I ignored so many signs and so many signals. I tore my rotator cuff. I tore both hamstrings. I tore my MCL. Um, I hurt my back after having initially hurt it once before, um, had a heart attack, got severely overweight, had to go through the 100-pound weight loss, which was a journey in and of itself. All of those things potentially could have been avoidable just chasing health. When I was, I was reading through my emails the other day, and this just completely blew me away when I saw this email. Um, I'm still like somewhat stunned by it. In fact, I just uh, email or I just texted Natasha earlier and said, "Can you get a link to that article? Because I really want to share that with everybody I know." It was an article from Pure Plates. They had emailed it, and they didn't post it on their Facebook. They just sent it through like a mass email. And luckily, she sent it to me because I don't. I mean, I don't know if I would have had the chance to sit down and read it, other than if it was on social media, I right. might have linked you to it. You know, it. yeah. So I was so glad, and it was all the reasons why you should not eat oatmeal. And I've spent the better part of 20 years barely giving people oatmeal. And in most cases, the only time I fed them oatmeal is if their metabolism is so fast and they struggle so hard to keep weight on that I'll pull that oatmeal in there. 
but I'll also pull it in there with like a really good quality fat like MCT oil, right. you know, to try to stabilize their blood sugar a little bit. And so what they were saying is, is it spikes your blood sugar and that that's, oh, yeah. that's inflammation. And that they did a study where they did quick oats, okay, and then they did um, steel cut oats, and then they did omelets with kids. And the quick oat eaters, the kids, they they ate 85% more than the other kids later in the day. The steel cut oats ate 50% more later in the day. The omelet kids didn't eat any more than what they were expected to eat. Because their insulin crashes and then they go chasing more insulin. Do you have any idea how many years I ate oatmeal because I thought I was supposed to because I was a bodybuilder? Because you are trying to get jacked. And do you know how bad I felt from eating the oatmeal? Right. And I ignored it and really didn't know. Well, it's what you're taught. It's You're taught right. to use that for strength. Right. And I've had trainers before. You know what I mean? So, you know, they, they told me to. Right. I've had so many clients over the years that come to me. Okay, so now can I start eating oatmeal? I've lost the weight. I'm, I'm ready. You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay to be here. So now can I start, you know, building in a meal that's 40 grams of carbohydrates? in one serving and then we're not even counting the fruit that they're going to put on top of it right right so we're going to have this meal that's 50 grams of carbohydrates well the pure plates um and then you put sugar on it too right, right? well some people Chocolate do yeah syrup. the article was it was interesting it said you know an individual that's dealing with type 2 diabetes should not be consuming over 50 grams of carbs I was just sitting there like, where have these people been all my life? I've been saying this stuff for years and I have not been supported in this opinion by anyone. I mean, I am always, I, the minute my client goes to the doctor and says, you know, I'm dealing with some gut issues, the first thing they tell them to do is to start eating oatmeal. And I'm always kind of like, well, I don't know if we should really just start throwing a whole bunch of oatmeal around. You know, you're going to get kind of swollen from that. And your gut's going to change. And then sure enough, they come back with a worse problem than what they had before right. because of that oatmeal. Why am I randomly suddenly talking about oatmeal? Well, number one, that Pure Plates article was phenomenal. And number two, I ate it for years and ignored how I felt yeah. because I thought it was what I was supposed to eat. For your goal right. that you were chasing, not for feeling. And well. there are so many runners and so many athletes that are like, oh man, I gotta I gotta have this oatmeal tonight for my yeah. long for my long run tomorrow. Yeah, I did I did it's well, really funny. What's Everybody that always say do? that. I gotta have the oatmeal, I gotta feed I gotta I have to go have a huge pasta meal or six bowls of oatmeal right. before I go to bed because I have this run tomorrow. I did the battlegrounds mud run last year at two hundred and sixty five pounds fasted. Right. The whole run. It it just it's gonna keep putting you in an insulin burning zone you have to be able to kind of break yourself down learn to rely on fat for energy to see which way do i feel better do i feel better in a more fat adapted state or am i an insulin burner and i do i feel better as an insulin burner right. and sometimes you just have to see you know you you've got to let people find that out for themselves because right. they're so caught up in what everybody's saying what everybody's doing and they assume oh if i'm not eating oatmeal i'm doing something wrong but to that i am an insulin burner I do better on insulin because the carbohydrates do fuel me well but I'm still not gonna go load that oatmeal because it doesn't make me feel better because right. that crashes still yeah. you have to properly put your fats and your proteins 
with those carbohydrates to know that your energy is going to be sustainable. I'm not going to go out and just build my my glycogen and my carbohydrate storages and then say, oh, I'm going to run off of this and be fine because it's not going to work for right. me. It's not you know, and term. I am someone that eats that type of carbohydrates. But the problem is these people have this mentality wherever it comes from, old coaches, old people who have been in the bodybuilding community, something they read online, that if they don't do that, they're going to run out of energy during the run. Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you, you're actually going to crash during your run or during your event because of that spikes fall much quicker than you're going to run out of energy. Right. Or you're going to have to take a goo pack it, two hours in. If you have any body fat on your body, you'll find energy right. during something. Unless you're just unless, completely plummeting from Correct. The unless you are at the bottom of a spike. Right. And so I guess from a pure plates perspective in mentioning that, I love the idea that there is a company out there, and now there seems to be these pre-prepared meal companies very much popping up all over the place, which is great. I mean, it's great to know that people are going to have options, but they're not all—they're not all the same. You know, a lot of them are using canola oil in their products. A lot of them are using soybean oil. A lot of them are using sugars, fake sweeteners, soy um, grains. I mean, they're not gluten-free and certainly not dairy-free. To know that Pure Plates wrote this article and that you can go in and you can get meals from people that are constructing a pre-prepared meal uh, that they have this type of belief, that they believe that firmly in the scientific aspect of getting people well. So they look at their meals as, you know what, we could sell a lot more meals if we put more oatmeal in them. We could sell a lot more meals if we did this because they could, because that's what people walk in the door wanting to be fed. But what right. they're actually trying to do is sell meals that will fuel you and have you feel your best. If preparing your food is an excuse, which I find for a lot of my clients it is, then I would go to Pure Plates because that article was phenomenal. And to know that there's a place like that out there that you can get food for the week and know that they're trying to literally fuel you instead of just bank you know, off of these meals and put as much in there that they know people will like so they can sell it. It's pureplatesstl.com. John eats pure plates all week long. I do. We keep them in the refrigerator. I'd up eat there. more of them if they put Skittles in them. Right. If they, we just keep them in the cooler up there, and in between each session, he goes up and grabs them. I've ate pure plates for years. We buy some for Sophie. I mean, it, it's just so convenient. They deliver them to us. I mean, we don't even have to work at it. You know, right. so literally preparing your food could not ever be a lie that you're tell telling yourself to keep yourself from being successful because there is a place like pure plates they have a location in chesterfield and they have a location down in kirkwood pureplatesstl.com if you're not sure you want to ask some questions about the stuff that they have you can call them at 636-778-3555 or i would just look them up on social media because yeah. their posts got have great, great content great content so if you're just looking for someone positive to follow and that that person or that company is really stressing fuel with your food and stressing good health look up pure plates and i i guess on instagram it would just be pure plates i don't think there's any other handle to it or facebook so. now if you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired you know literally you're tired That's of being tired and you're tired of being sick all the time but you just don't 
know what to do. You did the macro diet, it didn't work. You did Ginny Craig, it didn't work. You did, you know, Weight Watchers and it didn't work. Or you may not even realize that it's not working. If you're big and strong like I was, but you don't feel well. If you're thin and have an amazing six pack and you don't feel well, it's not working. Right, and if, if you're just getting to a point I want to I want to acknowledge those people that do know okay those people that have recognized I don't feel well right you're, you're dealing with sickness in your gut you're dealing with just feeling tired all the time getting migraines having regular allergy symptoms um, you know even if you look great or even if you still have goal that you want to reach right. but if you truly can tell something's not right I shouldn't be feeling as bad as I'm feeling you've got to start preparing yourself for change. So you've got to set yourself up for a breakthrough. You know, you've got to prepare yourself for a breakthrough. And the only way to do that is to step outside your box and get someone else involved in most cases. Hire someone, have them evaluate what you're doing. You know, identify, does this make sense? Yesterday when I was getting um, uh, my taxes done, the person that I was with was just kind of telling me some things that they're dealing with in their health. And then they told me their food. And I struggled to leave the building without saying, I really think you should come and see me because they're going to keep eating that food. And I know what that's going to do to them. And I just, I I never do that. I never force myself on anybody like that. I'm just always kind of like, they'll call when they're ready. But I didn't. I was like, I really think you should come to see me. Prepare yourself for a breakthrough. Get around breakthrough-minded individuals. That's how we think. That's how we do it. That's what we do here. You know, um, don't keep doing what you're doing. Right. The repetitive nature of where you are is why you are where you are. You know, discomfort is going to be required to make change. The, the next step is every clean decision is a, a, a window opened for hope. Okay, so the very next day after you've made five clean decisions, you will feel better. Right. There will be more energy. You're not right. going to feel 100%. You're still going to be somewhat sluggish. You're probably still going to have a headache. You're, you know, there's going to be things that are still there. But you can say 25% of me is feeling better today. Right. That's hope. That's hope that there's going to be an even better tomorrow if you do this five more meals in. Right? So then when you get to the point to where you've done this for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, and you're still at the 50% mark, and you still think you should be feeling better, and you're making those clean decisions, but you can't quite you know, identify with why you're not feeling better, you need to give us a call. That's what we do. Right. We pick it apart, we reformulate it. We tell you exactly what to eat. We tell you where to buy it from. We tell you how to order when you eat out. We tell you what to drink. We tell you any vitamins or minerals you should be taking. We tell you what to bring on the airplane if you travel. I mean, we tell you how to deal with things when you're in a hotel when you're traveling. There's no questions asked. We give you a cookbook with ideas. I mean, we're here to support you every step along the way. You can communicate with us on a regular basis. If you don't know if a recipe is okay, you send us a picture of it. If you need help learning how to saute something or how to roast something or what's the difference between this oil and that oil, you ask us the question and we answer it for you. If you feel like eating a candy bar and it's in your hand, I'll slap it out for you. Right. It's no problem. We have a five-month nutrition program. That's 
what I do here at Integrity. For more information on that, you can take a look at us at integritytraininggroup.com or you can call us at 636-299-2208. In addition though, John and our staff of personal trainers, they offer what's called a free personal fitness assessment where we identify any muscle imbalances that you have, any postural deviations. We teach you how to foam roll. We teach you how to stretch. We get you the mobility exercises that you need in order to be ready to start working out. Does not matter if you've been working out for 20 years. Does it really not, doesn't. Doesn't matter if you've set, this is the first day you've ever set foot in a gym. This assessment can help everyone and there's no charge for it so you have no reason to not come in and do this assessment it can be done at our o'fallon location or at our clayton missouri location and it's with qualified trainers they they understand how to pick your body apart and identify where those weaknesses are so we can start to make you strong again call us to get that scheduled 636-299-2208 or again it's integritytraininggroup.com for those of you that have been following me personally on um, social media debbie portel on facebook or on instagram you've noticed that i've been posting probably a lot of different baked goods so we've created sophie's protein bakery and sophie being our daughter and so we have a website if you go out there you can google it at sophiesproteinbakery.com you can actually order our protein muffins our protein cookies and our protein brownies from our website at integritytraininggroup.com or at sophie's protein bakery these are good quality ingredients no added sugars gluten-free and dairy-free and they were created out of a need for us to just get a good quality snack for our daughter so that she can be fueled throughout the day but still feeling like she gets to have a treat even though she lives a gluten-free and a dairy-free lifestyle for the most part and we really try to avoid sugar as well and the last thing i want to update you on is we're going on I think five weeks since I've had my stem cell treatment with Dr. Bly. Dr. Richard Bly uh, is my primary care physician. He does concierge medicine and I've been working with him for over 10 years. I made a decision to do a stem cell treatment with him. Um, just decided that with my autoimmune disease, I wanted to take the approach to kind of see if we could, you know, make this work. There was a host of supplements that I used to take at around two o'clock every single day. Um, that amount of supplements, which I've talked about before, was kind of like the only thing sort of keeping me alive, basically. I would just crash if I didn't have them. I mean, I could stand up in the middle of the gym with the bright lights, close my eyes, and find a way to fall asleep standing. So I had my thyroid taken care of, I had my hormones taken care of, still had this issue. So I had really hoped that with Dr. Bly, I could kind of get to the bottom of why I was having that fatigue, but also just really start to limit some of the viruses that I was dealing with with my autoimmune condition. And he said, Deb, it's probably gonna take about six months to a year before you really feel the full effect of having a stem cell treatment. This is where they uh, derive the stem cells from my fat tissue. So they actually take some of my fat out um, and then they, they, they they actually get the stem cells out of there and then they re-enter it through IV. So I want to give you an update on how that's going. Um, my energy in the afternoon out of seven days, I would say 
five of those days, I'm not even remembering to take the supplements that I used to not even be able to function if I didn't take. So that's a pretty amazing thing awesome. to me. Um, it is not necessarily why I thought I was doing the stem cell, but that has been a great benefit. Right. Um, having foods that would normally cause me a pretty serious reaction, the, the foods have still, to some extent, made me maybe fatigued, you know, maybe if I had like a nut butter or if I had a nut flour or something like that, because that stuff doesn't work well for me, um, I would just feel kind of fatigued. Prior to, I might get two or three cold sores within right. a five minute period of time of eating them. Um, I would also maybe two days later end up with an actual virus. Yeah, you'd be sick. I mean, I would have a virus, I'd be sick. I'd have to go and be treated for the virus. So I had to stay away. Well, I was trying to create a new recipe for a blueberry coffee cake. So I would have to make two or three versions and I would take this little corner square out because I'd have to see if it was okay or not. And uh, I was okay. I didn't get sick from it. I definitely could feel myself kind of have that fatigue feeling. So I thought I was going to get sick. And then within probably an hour after eating it, I just was restored again. And I was able to go back to my baking, not really have any issues. I wasn't sick the next day, you know, awesome. no major, major issues. So that's pretty phenomenal as well. So that's kind of my update for six weeks worth of doing a stem cell treatment. Dr. Bly does those stem cell treatments at his office. He also does hormone replacement therapy. He does glutathione injections, which John and I both get on a regular basis to keep our immune system strong and just really have a healthy liver. Um, John has also done what's called an NAD therapy, and that is phenomenal for your brain. And because of the concussions that John's had, he's done that IV NAD therapy that Dr. Bly offers. But Dr. Bly is also just our doctor. You know, when we have a sore throat, we call Dr. Bly. He's our doctor and we get care right away. His office is phenomenal. If you've been trying to find a new doctor and you're really hitting a wall, I would call or look up Dr. Dr. Bly. It's Dr. Richard Bly, B-L-I-G-H MD.com. Dr. B-L-I-G-H, Dr. Bly MD.com. His number is 314-994-1536. Again, he has been my doctor for over 10 years. And I just want to remind you that each clean choice that you make is a chance at hope for a better tomorrow. So you might've failed with your whole entire day, but if you could go into dinner making a clean choice, you've positioned yourself in a pattern that you have the hope for a brighter, healthier day yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, don't give up on your day because you did something early on that you shouldn't have done. You know, if you wake up in the morning and have a candy bar for breakfast, that doesn't mean you should wait till the following Monday to get back on plan. Right. The next thing you eat should be what you needed to eat. Yeah. And if you're struggling and you need help and you're ready to be in a breakthrough-minded situation, take a look at integritytraininggroup.com or call us at 636-299-2208 for more information on our five-month nutrition program or to schedule that free personal fitness assessment that we talked about. Just remember, the whole point of today was that you need to be chasing after feeling good and your goals will follow. Absolutely. Goals are great. I don't think you should not have goals. You, you should have them. Yes. You should have short-term goals. You should have long-term goals. But the end game goal should be feeling good. And if you can get feeling good locked down, you actually get to run faster yes. towards those other goals. Don't forget that. Learn how to feel great after the goal has been accomplished. 
don't sink the ship as soon as you accomplish the goal. Correct. I focus with my athletes more on what they're going to eat after the show and during their off season than during the season to the show. Because if they stay seasoned and they stay in great condition during their off season, they're going to win the show because of what they did in the off season, not so much what they did during the 16 weeks that they died. Yeah, the in your before. life, really, when you think about feeling well, I mean, it just makes sense. You shouldn't have an off season. That's right. That's right. Keep focusing on feeling great. Thank you all for listening today and God bless you.